process serving can be a very difficult process in serving someone and providing proper service that the courts require. Our services are experienced to handle the most difficult service in a timely manner. We can serve anyone in the United States no matter where they are, including if they are incarcerated. Let us at Long Island Timely Process Servers take the opportunity to fulfill your request with satisfaction of a job well done. Contact us today. 631-509-5995 Long Island Timely Process Servers.com You're listening to FPI Unsolved. In this episode, we're speaking with criminologist Thomas Thompson and speaking with a killer. Some would say you have more chance of contacting the dead than you have of speaking with a killer. Well, we've spoken with the dead. Here's your host, managing investigator and broadcast producer Regina Romaine. There are not too many podcasts that speak with a killer. You know, with our investigations, sometimes we have to. Uh, the same way we use psychic mediums to help prove certain facts. We have another case coming up after this where we're speaking to the killer. He has his own museum. Now, the artifacts and things in that museum is going to help us with some, with some uh, clues. Right. The killer we're speaking with, Thomas actually spoke with him. He was a young man. And his whole actions was he would sit by himself. Well, they had him chained up, but still he, he could move around in, in population. But he sit by himself with his head down. When I first saw him, he didn't know I was coming to him until I came to him. And he looked up at me. And I said to him, you all right? He was just, and that's how I found out what he was in there for was that, as the way he talked. He was going to be being shipped to another uh, prison, uh, maximum security, for the rest of his life. He was just waiting on to be transported. Mm. Being close to him, sure, you get this strange feeling yourself, especially when you learn what he did. But the way he was acting, you could tell he really didn't mean it. He was a big man. He weighs about maybe 300 pounds, between 250 to 300 pounds. He's 6'2", male. But still, he shouldn't have been doing what he did. Yeah. That's an unexcusable. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, let's excuse him. But no. That right there alone. If you get that upset with your partners, and when one finally comes mm-hmm. to the head with that, that brings out this other evil streak out of them where they go out and do devious things and dangerous things, which could cause harm to mm-hmm. anybody that gets in their path. So, um, again, murderers, how do they really think? This guy allegedly, well, he was doing some things prior to that. He was out there assaulting his girlfriend. That's somebody that doesn't care about their life, and that's why they don't care if they die, if they get, you know, shot, if they get caught, whatever, because they don't want to live. Apparently, they don't want to live when they're taking that many lives anyway. Right. But see, the thing of it is, then why you want to complain if they say they're going to give you life? Oh, no, wait a minute, let me change that. They're going to mm-hmm. give him life for each life that he took, six lifetimes. So you know he know he ain't going to never get out. That's right. That's what it should be. Never. You don't need to get out. He's defending himself in his case. You know, 24 hours a day. And that's what his life is going to be like. Could have a cellmate. Never know. Better hope you and that mm-hmm. cellmate get along, especially you in there for that much time. Right. Right. You know, an understanding of criminal's behavior is what Thomas does. You know, his conversation with him could help us identify the killer on a murder that is similar to, you know, similar to what we're doing. But this killer was caught. The one 
the one dealing with our case is still out there. I, I want to say this. We all know a killer. We just don't know they're a killer. Your next door neighbor, the deacon at the church. That he was the model father. You would see him out with the kid at the park, X, Y, Z. I look at things because of the fact that there's two sides. Two opponents. Wait, Thomas, I mean to cut you off, but what do you mean there's two sides? You know, when you are uh, speaking with or understanding or trying to understand a murderer, do you even think they even have a side? They kill somebody. No, but. You know, when you kill someone, you know, it's like the two sides. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Because the reason I say no is because of the fact that you got to look at it this way. They don't see nothing else. They don't know the difference between right and wrong. And that's that mental capacity of the status, as we would say, quote, of good and bad. Yeah, you know, that's true, Thomas, because most of these killers, yeah, they're they're harm, harmless looking men. Right. You know, most of them are like neatly and nicely dressed. You know, you know, for someone to be a killer or now they're going to be a killer and they could be very respectable in the neighborhood, in the community or whatever. You just never know right. uh, what someone can do. And mostly are the ones who are the ones who you wouldn't think would do anything or the nice ones, the nice looking ones. I said there's a case going on in Long Island right now. Where an ex-police officer killed his own son, eight years old, by freezing him to death in a garage. Now, you'd say, oh, well, he was a nice guy all before. What made him do that? So, you see, it doesn't have to be uh, uh, not an official, uh, not a police officer, not a regular person. It could be anybody. What kind of parent is that? Right. Frozen to death. But did they catch him? Or is he, like you said, it was a trial going on. Is he already yeah. locked up and everything? Yeah. He should be no bail. underneath the jail. Yeah. No bail. Good. Him and his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And they're trying him separate. They're not going to try him that's, together. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know? What is the demeanor of a person's mind at that state of time? Mm -hmm. Is it because of this? Well, let's go back. Maybe their childhood was similar to the way they started acting and all of a sudden they you know, got mad about something that happened 30, 40 years ago. That don't make sense, but it happens. Mm. I just was talking to a lady uh, yesterday that told me that her son committed suicide and what it's putting the family through. So you see, death is death. It hits home hard, no matter what time right. it is. But still, when you look at it, what was the mentality of the person that felt that this should be the case. There's no excuse. I myself personally would not ever want to have blood on my hands. It's just the way I am. You know, and like I said before, you know, speaking with a killer can help identify another killer, you know, yeah. and that's how we're looking at it. And, and, you know, I just want to let the audience know we're not speaking to killers on the street. You know, they're locked up, you know. Well, sometimes they're dead. You know, right. I just wanted to say that, you know, because the next time, the next time we'll be speaking with a serial killer that has his own museum. You said a serial killer that owns his own uh, museum? Right. You know, uh, sometimes we're speaking with when they're dead. You know, we have ways to do that. But right. a lot of it will be spoken about on the next podcast. And like I said, we're not trying to glorify any killer. That's one no. thing we're not doing is glorifying a killer. All right. And I wanted to get that out. You know, sometimes, you know, what we do. We need to do certain things and get certain information for certain cases. It's, it's not something you can just say, oh, well, it looks like this.
it really, if you're doing a good in- investigation, and I know exactly. these folks, guys, if it looks the way it looks, yeah. you, 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 you'll find out things mm-hmm. that sometimes right. you don't. But the point being is you got to look at all the facts, all the particulars involved with how you see or hear things. And then you got to check it and see if you're seeing it right. My opinion is taking the life of another. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that just the same like when you're putting a picture together, you know, because a picture can speak a thousand words. Yes. You know, that's like with the crime and the puzzles and everything that you really don't pay attention to or we don't actually pay attention to certain things that are right in our face. And yes. It's always the things that you don't think of that's right there that you need. And that's so true because uh, the, the more you get in an investigation, it helps you to be able to go out here and analyze the whole scenario. How can you not overlook things? We, we see things every day. And when you see things every day, it's not like you ignore it. You can see a person getting beat up in the street and you keep walking. You don't try to help them. Then you're like a murderer if that person get killed because you could at least stop and dial 911. That you could have done right. and spared that person's life. You just watched the light that was taken and all you had to do, you had a cell phone. Or if you didn't have a cell phone, you could have screamed. So somebody would have paid attention that was what was going on. That here was a crime being committed in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Right. We, as, as they would say, in clear view. And you did nothing. Right. And Not meaning like from his demeanor. Man. Anything that struck you from his demeanor and how he was acting. His demeanor. He, his, his actions now was like he was a 10-year-old kid, put it that way. Think of a 10-year-old kid being locked up. And don't know what to do. No family left. And the causation of it was because of what that, what he did. So, you know, it looks like, you know, he went, he was about to cry. And, but he was humble. He was humble. So, you know, he had, he showed remorse. So what yeah. you're saying, he showed remorse. This particular killer showed remorse. He showed yes, remorse about what he did. You know, be- most of the time, you don't see a lot of remorse. You don't see a no. lot of remorse from some of these killers. They come back and they stay, you know, they glad that they did it. See, now, one that's talking like that, he really don't mean that, I don't think. But he's saying that hoping that you will be lighter on him with your, your sentencing on him. But that don't always hold true. And we're working on a very pop- popular case now. And we know for certain who the serial killer is. We're following leads on a serial case. Very popular case. Right. Um. How 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 uh, strong of these uh, leads have you felt that uh, are true? You know, when we're following, we're doing leads and we're searching for clues. They've already been proven. What? We're still investigating. We're not at liberty to talk about uh, in detail just yet or talk about the case just yet. But, you know, as we're speaking about the killers and what we're doing, that's what I'm talking about. Right. And with the leads being that strong, that positive. Yeah, I would say that case is going to be coming up closing soon. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we're not, you know, we're what a lot of what we do, we protect the families and we right. protect what's going on. And we don't really give out names to the families and we're not going to unless we need to do a certain certain thing with them. We're asking the public for help, you know, but when you're investigating, most of the time you can talk about things you're investigating. Sometimes you don't need to share it. Right. As long as you get you your know? records of what you're doing, you're good. Exactly. That's that's crazy. Some things people do in this world. 
Like a lot of stuff is disturbing, just disturbing. Yeah. But uh, personality, demeanor, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to put a finger on. Right. I, I, I believe that too, Thomas. I really don't think we're ever going to find out exactly why people do what they do and why they, they kill. We come up with a I theory. I mean, I don't know. We come up with a theory. but yeah, You have a lot theory, of theories. A lot of theories. Can point in many different ways sometimes. That's just. You say you may be able to get a better light of who they are, like yeah. if you knew what they were doing 60, 60 days before they committed a crime. Yes. Or they killed someone. Yes. Because. It, All right. You know, that, that, that makes sense, though. You know, they heat up. They they burn for a little bit. with Whatever mm-hmm. they're pissing off about. And it like, mm, until finally, one day, you see them snap. I don't understand why people want to go out here and say they can take somebody's life. Right. If they bother you like that, let them live. You want to live, let them live. Now, if you don't want to live, go take your own life. Don't cause harm to somebody else. Go take yours. Then that way you won't have to be judged, labeled, or how can we say sentenced of a crime that you did because you did it to yourself. No, I'm not uh, saying that it's right for someone to go do that either. If you you get that far gone, right. seek help. Right. No, it's not right. We still do it. Yeah, you know, we'll get closer to understanding things, but we're not there yet. You know, but we'll we'll get closer to understanding why people do things. But talking to these killers can help solve a case. You know, just to kind of get an idea of something that's similar to what this person did, so we have more evidence to catch the person who killed, um, who we'll killed uh, one of the cases we're working with, like with the families. You know, we, we want to give them some type of hope, uh, resolution. If we can't solve it right now, at least you know we try to have clues to, to point us in the direction to who that killer may be. And like I said, a lot of things we don't put out here is because, you know, that killer could be trying to call in to your, to your show, your podcast, the radio station, to whoever. You don't know. Right. You just don't know. You don't know who the killer is most of the time. And see, the other thing. But they will, but they will slip up and they will reveal things. And they have already revealed things. You just haven't seen it. Right. Or we haven't seen it. Right. But that's what we know. We know that. You know, like these little young kids running around here with the gangs. And um, now they got guns, some of them ghost guns or whatever. And they just walk up in broad daylight and they just killing people. That ain't right, but they don't, they don't want to, nobody to kill Yeah, for them. no reason. Right. No reason at all, just, just to do According that. to them, yeah, they got every reason, especially when they got a hit out on somebody. This should be again. Nobody want to take mm-hmm. another person's life. Live and let live. If you mm-hmm. can't live and let live, then you go live on somewhere else by yourself. Like... Uh, you have to watch out anyway, and people should, because anytime you're outside, you're in a movie. You're going to be in a movie, because everybody has camera phones now. You got uh, security cameras. You got the house cameras. You got cameras everywhere now, so you should probably be uh, looking at what you're doing. You know, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm trying to let, let people know, and the killer, okay, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught, you know, and you're probably already caught. But nobody's turned in the video or saw it on film or did something with that yet. But anybody that's outside doing anything, you gotta you gotta look at that. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah, modern technology. You're on you. You already you already you step outside your door and you doing something. You already in a movie. Point blank done. 
And what I'm going to say now is I'd like to thank the audience for listening and our criminologist, Thomas Thompson. Hey, don't forget to go to our TikTok page, FBI Justice, to see a visual of our investigation. The next time we'll be speaking with a serial killer that has his own museum. Okay, so check back with us for the next episode. See you next time. Funded mainly through advertisement and donations, FPI Unsolved is an independent production of FPI Justice for Victims' Families, a 501c3 nonprofit. FPI Unsolved is hosted, directed, and executive produced by Regina Romaine. Follow FPI Unsolved on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Our website can be found at fpijustice.org. To find us on Facebook and TikTok, search FPI and FPI Justice.